So glad to be back in the studio on this morning. So glad that the Lord has kept us, amen, through the storms and through the trials of life and has preserved our life to be here in the studio, to, amen, to, amen, go into his word, amen, to be inspired and to inspire the people of God, amen, to walk after the Lord in these last and evil days, amen, again, amen, welcome to the show, amen, we thank God for all that he has done. And we're going to begin the broadcast, amen, with prayer. The Bible says, amen, hallelujah, that amen, men ought always to pray and not to faint. So bow your heads with us, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you blessed us to be able to come again into the studio, Lord, and we know that you have given us life, health, and strength, Lord, and we thank you. We have the blood that is yet running warm in our veins, amen. We have food, clothing, and shelter, and Lord, you have preserved our lives, oh God, and for this, we say thank you this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done for us, amen, because you have done great things wherein our souls are glad. And Lord, now, as we prepare, amen, to speak a word for you, you said where two or three are gathered together in my name, you said you would be there in the midst. So, Lord, we're asking, Lord, that you would come in the midst of your people and speak a word into our hearts and into our minds and bless us as only you can. Lord God, provide each and every need. Lord, send healing and send deliverance to your people. Oh, God, and bless us to be inspired by your word, to go deeper. Amen. To be stronger and amen. To seek to please you in our living each and every day. Now, bless and take over. We turn ourselves over into your hands, Lord, and have your way. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. 
and let everyone say amen. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. We are glad, amen, again to be back in the studio. This time last week, amen, I was not even able to stand upon my feet, amen. I had an affliction in my body, amen, and I thank God that the Lord has blessed, amen, us to be able to come again into the studio, amen, to share word, amen. Truly, God is a healer. He is a deliverer, amen, and as David said, he is the lifter up of my head, Amen. I just have so much to thank the Lord for. Amen. Again, amen. I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand on my feet. Amen. I had to be carried to the hospital in an ambulance. Amen. But the Lord did a quick work this week. Amen. He blessed me. Amen. To be able to come and to get back on my feet. Amen. And to be able to be in the house of God. Thank God for my wonderful companion. Amen. Even being on the line with us this morning. Amen. And we thank God she took good care of me. Amen. And cared for all of my needs while I was off of my feet, amen, and made sure that everything was all right, and I thank God for her, amen, her sacrifice and for all that she does for me and my son and my family, amen. So we're just gracious to be here, amen. I don't want to forget to praise God. When God does something for you, you ought to praise him for what he does, amen, hallelujah. My mother would always tell me as a young man, if somebody do something for you, you ought to at least say thank you. Amen. Show your gratitude. Amen. Show that you appreciate what the people have done for you. Amen. And even what God has done for you. Amen. We need to give God the praise more for what the Lord is doing for us. Amen. Because God is doing great things. Amen. Wherein my soul is glad. Amen. There's a song that we used to sing in church. Amen. Where would I be if he didn't love me? Where would I be if God didn't care? Where, if I, where would I be if he had not sacrificed his life, but you know what the response is? I'm so glad that he did. Amen. So I'm grateful today. Amen. We have an interesting, amen, study. I want to start, amen, a study. The Lord is leading me into the book of Hebrews. We're going to take a few of our broadcasts this month to go through this book entirely, amen, and amen, to get the meat out of the word because God has a word within the book of Hebrews, amen, that will bless us and that will make us and mold us and as, amen, the theme for this book and as, amen, the word Hebrew means, it means better, amen. So we're going to begin our study in God's word, amen. The Bible says the entrance of his word gives light. So let the word of God give you light today, amen. Let the word of God speak to your heart, Amen. And let the word of God draw you closer to him. Amen. He will draw you with cords of love. Amen. He will draw you with his arms. Amen. And with his love and compassion. And he will show you his will for our lives. So, amen. We're going to begin our, amen, our broadcast. We have, amen, so many different excerpts here that we'll be reading from. Amen. That I think are useful. Amen. To, amen, share with you. Amen. In Amen. This study of the book of Hebrews. Now, the book of Hebrews, amen, it simply means better. Amen. Amen. There were, amen, there's no, amen, written, amen, uh, uh, identification who wrote this book. Amen. And amen. I've always attributed the writing of this book to the Apostle Paul, but there are a lot of theologians and people who study the Word of God, amen, that have attributed this book even to Barnabas and other amen, gospel writers, amen, um, Otheophilus, and amen, those of Luke, those who worked along with, amen, amen, Apostle Paul and some of the other uh, gospel writers. There were many that wrote, amen, in the, amen, Old Testament and the New Testament, but these are included that we would, amen, hear from God. So, amen, we are grateful for that. Amen. We're thankful for this book. Amen. Again, it means better. Amen. And we attribute the writing of this book to Apostle Paul. Amen. And it kind of bridges the gap between the Old and the New Testament. Amen. Paul deals with a lot of the ceremonial laws and amen. A lot of the amen, the laws of God that govern the amen children of Israel in antiquity. Amen. They amen were under the tenets of the law, not just the Amen. The Ten Commandments, amen, which is the perfect law, amen, but they had ceremonial laws, amen, that they'd done. They had other laws that governed how they treated each other and how they would, amen, amen, how they uh, would prosper, amen, and these laws were observed by them, amen, and Paul mentions them throughout the book, amen, that will help us to understand, amen, 
the, amen, history, the background of, of this writing, amen, and amen, if you're going to ever understand the Bible, amen, you have to understand Jewish history, amen, a lot of times, amen, Jesus' writings and the writings about the life of Jesus are, have been misconceived or misconstrued because they don't know Jewish history. Amen. But I think an in-depth study of it will help you to understand why, amen, the scriptures say things in the manner that they say them. And also, amen, it will give you a better understanding of God's purpose in the New Testament. Amen. There is a great contrast there and there's a lot of confusion. Amen. When it goes to people who are creating doctrines and churches and amen, that are creating rules and regulations that govern, amen, the saints of God, amen, and some simply put our Old Testament writings, amen, Old Testament scriptures that have nothing to do with the church, amen. God has transitioned us into the New Testament, the, the dispensation of grace, amen, and we're in a whole different dispensation than the old, amen, and the Bible says in one scripture, amen, if it had been a law, that could have justified and made us perfect before God in the Old Testament, there would have been no need for the New Testament. So this is a very important book, amen, and I'm going to begin reading a few verses of this book and kind of delving in, amen, to, amen, the book. But first, let's go to the background. I have some background writing that I want to share with you, amen, some contributions from other writers that will help us to better understand the background. In the first century, in the first century's followers of Christ, were often subject to persecution from their fellow citizens. Hebrews is a letter of encouragement to help Jewish believers in Christ who struggled in their newfound faith. The authorship of Hebrews is not as clear as that of other New Testament books. Eastern and Western churches debated between Paul, Barnabas, Luke, Apollos, or Clement as the book's authors. Although the epistles does not bear Paul's usual salutation, Christians from about the 4th century to the late 1800s believe him to be the author of the book. Amen. The message of the book is simply to encourage the believers. Amen. Those who are suffering and going through. Amen. And we're still going through now. Amen. And we need, amen, the encouragement of the scriptures. Amen. The Bible said that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might find hope, amen, and when you're in a discouraging situation or you're in trials, amen, you need to seek God's word because, amen, God will have a word that will encourage you and will give you clarity, amen, and this is the purpose of this letter, amen, is to give them encouragement into what we're going through. The Bible says, through much tribulation must we enter the kingdom of God. Amen. Salvation is free, but the anointing is going to cost you. Growth is going to cost you. Maturity is going to cost you. Even as in life, amen, growth, amen, requires effort. Amen. It requires work. Amen. It requires, amen, correction and rebuke. Amen. These things are, amen, a part of our spiritual life. Amen. And Paul writes this book, amen, to encourage the Jewish Christians. Now, amen, we know that there are three classifications of people in the Bible, that there are Jews, Gentiles, and there is the church, amen. And Christ has brought the Jews and the Gentiles together and made them one in the body of Christ. So when Paul writes to the Jewish Christians, he writes to the Gentile Christians also because Paul was called and commissioned by God and sent, amen, to establish the Gentile church, amen. But also there were churches and there were walls within the confines of the church, amen. People were, amen, adamant about holding on to the law and believed that we could only be justified through keeping the tenets of the law, amen, that brought a lot of confusion. But it was only Paul that was able to clarify this and to, amen, bring the people to the word of God and to explain unto them, a more perfect way. So we have a broad background as we deal with this book, amen, and like I said, we are in the dispensation of grace. This is the last dispensation before we enter into the dispensation of kingdom. Now, amen, when you, a lot of people, they don't understand when I speak of, seven, uh, of dispensations, but amen, there are seven dispensations, amen, of time as it deals with man, God dealing with man, in the purpose of salvation, amen. And if you have a pen or you can remember, I'll share them with you. 
Amen. The first dispensation is the dispensation of innocence. Amen. And that, amen, partook of the time when Adam and Eve were in the garden. Amen. And amen. They were walking, amen, in perfection before God. They had no sin, so they were innocent. They were, amen, as my, amen, my former, amen, teacher and pastor would say, they were dumb to evil, amen, and to wickedness and even good. All they knew was God. All they knew was what God said. Amen. What a wonderful state. We wouldn't know anything about violence, sin, amen, failure, corruption, death, amen. We would have no recollection of what that would be like, amen. The second dispensation is the dispensation of conscience, <laughs> amen. The dispensation of conscience, amen, is when, amen, Adam and Eve, amen, they ate, they disobeyed God and they ate the fruit and their eyes were open and they knew that they were naked and they knew, amen, what was evil and what was good. Their eyes were open to right and wrong, amen, and they began to try to cover their sin by grabbing leaves, but God, the only covering that man would have, amen, is, is uh, the uh, blood of Jesus. The Bible said without the shedding of blood, there is no remission, removal of sin. Amen. The third dispensation is the dispensation of human government. Amen. And that is the gathering of the nations, the building of nations. Amen. As concerning the Tower of Babel and how, amen, after the flood, amen, men began to multiply upon the face of the earth. Amen. And God, through, amen, Noah and his sons replenished, amen, humanity here on earth. Amen. There was, amen, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Amen. They were the sons of Amen, Noah, and through these, through men, amen, God replenished the earth because after the flood, there was nobody else. Everybody else died, amen, during the flood, amen. So God used them to multiply, amen, the, amen, nations upon the earth, amen. And you know how, you know the story. Many may be familiar, many may not be, but I'll take a little time to try to, amen, bring you to clarity. And when they were building the Tower of Babel, you heard the story, amen. And if you haven't, amen, they set out to build a tower that would reach to heaven. And God saw that the people are one and their, amen, all of their, amen, motives and all of their strength were made one. And he knew that if he didn't stop them, they would build that temple and it would have reached heaven. But God, amen, brought in the confusion of tongues, Amen. He confused them so they wouldn't be able to communicate and build this tower. Amen. And they left the tower and thus the nations were divided. And that's where you get Chinese, white folks, black folks and all different races of people because, amen, the confusion of tongues caused men to disperse so that they could do what God had called them to do, multiply and to replenish the earth. We had to be very careful about how we set out, amen, to get glory for ourselves or set out to, amen, and purpose to do things that God has not called us to do, amen. God will bring confusion to it and bring it in because he has a plan and he has a purpose for our life. The fourth dispensation is the dispensation of promise, amen. The dispensation of promise deals with God dealing with, amen, the tribe of Shem, amen, in which he calls Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldees, when he was living with his father, Terah, amen, and his brethren and his family, he called him out and, amen, told him to go into a land that he would show him, amen, and because, amen, Abraham was a man of faith, he stepped out on the word of God and he began to, amen, embark upon, amen, the sojourning of the patriarchs, amen, and Amen. Many may be familiar, many may not be familiar of the sojourning patriarchs. Amen. From that, amen, amen, Isaac was born and Jacob was born and the 12 sons of Jacob were born. So we just want to hit points so you can kind of understand what, amen, the dividing of times and how God dealt with man to bring him to where we are today. Amen. Hallelujah. So that is the fourth dispensation. The fifth dispensation is the dispensation of law. Amen. It's concerning Moses. And amen. You know how when Moses had delivered the people of Israel out of, out of, out of uh, Egypt, amen, by the leading of the Holy Ghost, by the leading of God's hand, amen, the ten signs were given, amen, the ten plagues, amen, and they were delivered, amen. Matter of fact, they were expelled out of Egypt. And amen, God was bringing them into the promised land, the promise that he had made unto Abraham some five or six hundred years earlier because, amen, between the time of, of Israel's deliver, deliverance from Egypt 
and the promise was 400 years. Amen. After that time, God said he was going to bring them out. And that's a wonderful thing for me. Amen. God, amen. When you go into a thing, God already has your exit out of it. Amen. So be not discouraged to those that are in trials and tests, because just as you came in, if you hold on to God's unchanging hand, he has a time that he's going to bring you out. Amen. The sixth dispensation is the dispensation of grace in which, amen, we are in today. The dispensation of grace is the church age. Amen. In which, amen, Christ, amen, died on the cross for the sins of the world. And that took place during the dispensation of the law. Amen. But the opening of the doors of the church, amen, brings us to where we are today. We are in the dispensation of grace. The church is organized, amen, amen, to a certain extent, amen, and God's purpose and plan for this dispensation is coming to a close. And the next dispensation that follows it is the dispensation of kingdom, amen. Kingdom, amen, represents, amen, the future plan that God has for his people because God will turn to Jacob, amen, and he will open their eyes and show them that they had Amen. Amen. Crucified the true Messiah, the true anointed of God, who is Jesus Christ. And they as a nation will repent and come back to God. Amen. What a wonderful thing that will happen in those days. Amen. As we prophetically look amen, at what will happen, because we know that what God says, it will surely come to pass. Amen. So all of this is, needs to be covered as we go into the book of Hebrews because, amen, at the beginning of the book of Hebrews means better. And the writing starts, God, who at sundry times and in divers' manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Now I'm reading from the book of Hebrews, the first chapter and the first verse. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read it again. God, who at sundry times, many times, often times, and in divers manners, many manners, spake in times passing to the fathers by the prophets. What he's saying is that God used many situations, amen, and many prophets and leaders to speak unto his people in time past. Amen. He used the prophet Moses. Amen. He used, amen, hallelujah, through, through the judges and through the prophets, Samuel the prophet, amen, David the king, amen, to speak unto his people, to deliver the word, amen, to, amen, to direct them into the way of holiness and obedience to God, amen. That's what the prophets and that's what the preachers and kings do. They should point the people to God, obedience to God, to remind us of our responsibility to God because he is our creator. Amen. He's the one who blesses you. He's the one who lifts you. He's the one that gives you strength. Amen. I love the scripture. The Bible says God gives us power to get wealth. He gives us physical strength and the mental capacity to go out and to get wealth for ourselves and to take care of ourselves. Amen. And that's the word of God. Amen. God gives us these things and he gives them freely. Amen. To those who will receive the gift of God. Having these last days, the second verse, spoken unto us by his son, whom he have appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the heavens, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than them. And Paul asks the question, for unto which of the angels said he at any time, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, let all the angels of God worship him. Here, Paul gives a salutation, gives a, amen, a salutation to this book. And it deals with, amen, amen. It kind of vasculates between past and present, amen, and lets us know that Jesus is the express image of God. He is the express person of God Almighty because God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in, a, in spirit and in truth. But, 
amen, a spirit doesn't have a body. It doesn't have hands. It doesn't have a voice. I mean, it has a voice. God is able to manifest himself to us in many ways, but he didn't have a body. Amen. But as it was prophesied in the book of Psalms through King David, it says, amen, lo, I've come unto, the, I've come unto you in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God, and it speaks of the coming of Jesus Christ, the bodily image of God Almighty. Amen and amen. Uh, amen. We're going to move on, but amen. He deals with those and he, amen, outlines this book, amen, with dealing with the new covenant in Christ, the two covenants, the faith of both covenants, and the practical advice he gives with us in the first, amen, 10 books of this, amen, amen, of this letter, amen, first six books, amen, the second, amen, five books dealt with how God transitioned us from the law. So we're going to read a few excerpts from this book, amen, in each section today, we're going to try to cover in detail, amen, the first, amen, six chapters that kind of speak to us. It speaks to the church. It speaks to encourage us. It speaks to, amen, our spiritual standing with him and what it's going to take for us to stand in these last and evil days. Amen. And as the word of God says, be not moved by these tribulations that we see. Amen. The things that are happening before our eyes. Amen. We are, amen, dealing with persecution and tribulation. Tribulation means trouble. Amen. That's all it means. It means trouble. We're living in troublous times, even as the early church did. Amen. Maybe on a different manner, but we're dealing with troublous times. Amen. The murders, the accidents, the fires. Amen. The confusion in governments, the fightings, the bombings. Amen. The things that are happening. These things are already been foretold in Scripture. Amen. Even in the Old Testament, the Old Testament prophets saw the time that we were living in. But they didn't see the church. They saw only the things that concern their people. Amen. So, amen. Even God was showing glimpses of the latter days, the things that would happen in the latter days to kind of guide us and let us know that he is not only God of the past, but he is God of the future. Amen. A lot of times we try to equate the Bible and, amen, God's dealing with his people Amen. As those things that happened in the past. But God is very much in the present. He is very much in control of what's happening. Amen. So don't be dismayed by what you see. Don't charge God foolishly. Because what is happening now is a result of disobedience to God. Amen. People who refuse to serve him, seek him, and call upon him. Amen. And as I said, who wouldn't serve? a God like this. Amen. Nothing that we'll encounter in life, amen, we won't be able to know about, but the Bible says you've got to seek ye out of the book. You've got to seek God, amen, while he may be found and call on him while he's near. And I'm here to tell you that the answers are in the book, amen. Here Paul speaks to the saints, amen, and I'm going to move a little bit down the line because I get excited because Amen. When God allows you to see, amen, into the plan of God, the purpose for his plan for the ages. Amen. The culmination of this dispensation, amen, is on the cups, amen, of time. It's move, we're moving whether you like it or not. And there's nothing that we can do to change the plan of God. We can only prepare for it. Amen. So, amen. It says here, amen, that the last two verses that I wanted to bring out. It says, but, uh, but to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? And it asks the question, are, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Amen. I've heard a lot of people say that there were angels assigned to us, assigned to our life to protect us to guide us, to give us instructions. Amen. And we are there. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in Revelation unto the angel of the church, which means the preacher, the pastor, the apostle of the church. He speaks and he gives God's instructions to, amen, the people of God. And that's why it's important to be in church. Amen. It's important to hear the word of God so that you won't be taken off balance by what is happening. Amen. Because the scriptures forewarned us 
or what's going to happen. But we're living in a time now that people like to blame God and curse God because they don't understand the move of God. Amen. I'm reminded in Revelation, the Bible said when men blaspheme the name of God because of the fire that he has sent. But had they, amen, knew the word of God, and, amen, been and heard the voice of God, amen, as he spake concerning things that would come, they would know that God was right on course and this was right on point. Amen. We're going to move to the second chapter. We're going to read a few excerpts out of this, amen, chapter, amen. And again, amen, I'll only be reading a few verses because it would just take more time than we have to kind of get through it, amen, and we may, maybe, amen, I'm going to have, amen, a prop up here, amen, on next week, amen, to, amen, help you to be able to have a visual or even have it on laptop so we can put it on the screen so that I can guide you through with the scriptures. I'll take, amen, time this week to kind of set that up for you and get that ready. Amen. Hebrews 2, amen, the Bible says, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to those things which we have heard lest at any time we should let them slip. Amen. If you don't give the most earnest heed to the word of God that is spoken, that means to pay attention, to listen, and to seek to carry out the instructions that are given, you will let this word slip. Amen. This is kind of a word that kind of, amen, sparks my spiritual ears, amen, helps me, amen, to be on God because I know that I have an adversary, which is the devil that was going to try to steal the word out of my heart. And it takes me back to, amen, the parable that Jesus said the word, when the word of God fell on, amen, and fell on, amen, fell on the earth, amen, and the birds came by and they picked up, amen, the seeds that the sower had sown, amen, and the seed, some of the seed was sown on stony ground where it not had much worth, and some were sown amongst thorns, and then the others that were stone, that were sown on good ground. Amen. So there is the word that is sown by the wayside, word that is sown on stony ground, the word that is sown on the thorns, and the word that is sown on good ground. Where is the word of God being sown in your heart? Are you remembering it? Do you understand what God is saying? Amen. I'm having, amen, not a bad time, but I try to drive that home to my son. The first key of learning is to listen. Amen. If you don't, if you're not a good listener, you won't learn. So Paul, amen, admonishes us and says, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. It ain't nothing you ain't already heard. The word of God has already been preached, but many are listening, but they're not hearing. The Bible says, hear, and your soul will live. Amen? Amen. So, amen, we got to learn, amen, to listen to the word of God, to internalize it, amen, to deliver it out, amen. Like I said, you got to put arms and legs on what you hear. Live the word of God because, amen, the hearers of the word aren't going to be justified, but the doers of the word is going to be justified. Amen. We thank God for Brother Tory Grant. Amen. Praise him, brother. Amen. Glad you were able to join us in on the broadcast this morning. Amen. God bless all that have joined in for this teaching. I think it's very valuable and timely for the time that we're living in because many people are going to church but they ain't hearing the word of God. They're going in, getting a feel-good shout, dancing up and down the aisles, amen, rejoicing, singing in the choir on the usher board. But when the word of God is being thrown out, being sown, amen, they're not hearing the word of God, and they're not allowing the word of God to take effect in their life, amen. It says, for if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression, and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. Amen. Paul asked a question. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? See, what you, amen, are hearing taught across the pulpit, the word of God that is being taught in our Bible classes and our Sunday schools, if they are called men of God, amen, serving the word of God, you're hearing from those who have heard from God, amen. That's why the preachers, the prophets are there. They are to hear from God, to give you the word of God. Now, God has given you the Holy Ghost, and he'll speak to you. The Bible said the Spirit will guide you into all truth, amen. When you have the Holy Ghost, you have a guide. 
You have a compass. You have somebody that will speak to you. I love the scripture in Isaiah where it says, amen. I, I heard the voice behind me saying, this is the way. Walk therein. When you've got the Holy Ghost on the inside, amen, you've got a telephone connection between you and heaven. Amen. And when we go into our prayer closets and we pray, God will hear and he will answer our prayer. Amen. So we're just grateful to the Lord. Amen. That God is able to hear and to answer our prayer. Amen. So it says, how shall we escape if we neglect? How are you going to escape the, judge, the judgment that is coming on this world today if you do not hear or you neglect to hear? This great word of salvation. It says, at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and divers miracles and gifts of, gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. So, amen. You, we are hearing from God, amen, by the word of God, through the people of God, through those that heard from him. That's why it's important for you. The Bible says, I will give you pastors who will feed you with knowledge. Amen. God said, I'll give you pastors. He didn't say go out and get your own. Amen. Because you don't know what you need. Amen. You don't know what is behind. Amen. The program of every church. Amen. But God said, I'll lead you. I'll give you pastors that will feed you. Amen. And pastors have to be equipped to teach the people of God, the word of God, because it's by the word of God that we stand. We don't stand because, amen, we can read it, amen. But the Bible said, in all thy getting, get an understanding. Get an understanding of what God is saying. Amen. I have one more verse that I want to read from this scripture, and we're going to move on to our next, amen, chapter. Amen. And it says, amen, wherefore, amen, the 17th verse and the 18th verse, I'm going to read these last two verses from the second chapter of the book of Hebrews. And it says, wherefore, in all things, it behooved him, amen, to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and high priest, faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people, for in that he himself have suffered being tempted he is able to succor them that are tempted. Amen. What that is saying is that, amen, it behooved Christ, amen, amen, to suffer for us. Amen. It was a trial. He felt, amen, the pull of his flesh when it came time to sacrifice his life, when it came time for him to take this assignment. Amen. God left his heavenly throne and came down, amen, in the bodily image of Jesus Christ, amen, and he lived this life. Amen. I love the scripture in the book of John. It says, having loved his own, he loved them to the very end. I believe that there was a feeling in Jesus Christ when it was time, come time for him to make the ultimate sacrifice for our soul's salvation. Amen. He had an urge to stay with his disciples. He loved them. He ate with them. He slept with them. He taught them. He spent intimate time with them. He loved the people of God and God and, and, and God's portion is his people. God loves his people. He loves his creation. Amen. Because he is God. He made you. He doesn't hate you. Amen. He doesn't hate your life. He doesn't hate. He's not trying to put pressure on you to make you, amen, miserable, amen, or to make you, amen, not enjoy the gift of salvation or the gift of his grace on your life. But God loves you and he wants to save you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to bring you out. Amen. So we want to, amen, always be able to see in that view. Amen. It behooved Jesus to go through what he went through. It was a trial for him to go through what he went through. He paid the price for our eternal life. Amen. In Hebrews 3, amen, it says, amen, as Paul greets the saints, amen, he greets the Jewish Christians, he tells them, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all of his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who had built a house have more honor 
than the house. Amen. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. Last verse, Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. Last verse, I'm sorry. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Amen. Paul admonishes us to hold fast to our hope firm to the end. Amen. Don't let go of what you learn. Amen. The Bible says less than any time we'll let what we learn slip. Don't let your problems, your situations separate you from your God. Amen. But keep them, amen, ever before your eyes so that you will know that God is on your side and God has a plan. He has a purpose for your life. He didn't save you just to be, amen, amen, floating out on your own, but he has a plan for your life. But you've got to tap into that plan through God's word. Amen. You've got to look into the perfect law of liberty, and then you've got to continue therein. Not being a forgetful hearer of the word, but you've got to be a doer of the word. What you hear, you've got to put it into practice. And that's the dividing line between believers and unbelievers. Because, you know, you've got all kinds of people to come to church. Amen. you got amen. Amen. The devil will come to church. He'll come sit in there on the pew. Amen. But he ain't going to do nothing. He knows the word of God. He just ain't going to do it. Amen. But we don't want to be like that. We want to be hearers and we want to be doers of the word of God. And that's why our faith kicks in because we're going to have many temptations that are, going to, that are going to try to drive us away from doing his will. Amen. From seeking his purpose for our life. Amen. But Paul admonishes us to hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. Amen. Don't only hold it in confidence, but rejoice about the hope that you have. Rejoice about, amen, what God has given you. Amen. It reminds me of a scripture. Amen. We're going to turn to that. Amen. It's in Luke, the 10th chapter. When Jesus sent forth his disciples, you know, he had many, and the word disciple means follower. Amen. Jesus had more followers than just his Amen. His 12 disciples. But amen. The Bible said that he sent 70 other. Amen. To preach the word of God. Amen. In Luke, the 10th chapter, the first verse. Amen. The word of the Lord reads. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place, whether he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers to his harvest. He sends them and he says, Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Carry neither purse nor scrip nor shoes and salute no man by the way. Amen. But amen. Into whatsoever house ye enter, First say, peace be to this house. But I want to move down to the point that, amen, I want to tie into our lesson. Amen. It says, amen, when they had went out and done what God did, they returned back to Jesus with joy. Amen. The 17th verse, amen, of the 10th chapter of St. Luke. And the word of the Lord says, and the 70 returned again with joy. Amen. We got to return back to church with joy. We got to return back to God with joy and confidence in the hope that we have. Amen. We not only got to have confidence, but we got to have joy. Amen. One thing that's lacking today is joy. People don't have genuine joy. Where we get our joy from is things, what God does for us. Amen. What God gives us. But there is a genuine joy about being the people of God that we must have. Because, amen, if we want to persuade people to come to Christ, if God is going to use us as vessels, amen, to reconcile the world unto himself, we got to have first have joy in it ourselves. 
Amen. They ain't going to come to your church. Amen. If your face is balled up, you're talking about your church. Amen. You're putting down your church. Amen. You're putting down your saints, your brothers around you, complaining about the church schedule. Don't want to go to Sunday school, prayer service. Amen. Don't want to go to Bible class. <coughs> Amen. We've got to have joy in who we are and what we're doing. But they returned again with joy. Now listen to what they said to Jesus. <coughs> it says, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And he told them, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. And he said, not with, notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Amen. Jesus not only wants us to rejoice, amen, just because he's doing things through us and blessing our lives, but he wants, to re he wants us to rejoice in the, just the fact that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. There's a song that says, I'm so glad Jesus loved me. I'm so glad that he cared. I'm so glad that he sacrificed his life. Amen. It's a Jesus thing with me. My relationship is intact. Amen. I want to appreciate the Lord and what he's doing for me. Because, amen, I was lost in sin. But Jesus took me in. I wasn't righteous when he saved me. Amen. I was smoking drugs and drinking alcohol and running the street, go, go, and doing everything I was big enough to do. But in that state, while I was doing my thing, God spoke to me. Amen. He began to draw me by his spirit. He didn't wait till I cleaned up. Jesus took me as I was. And I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. Hallelujah. Oh, it's worth a praise, hallelujah, when God can look beyond your faults and see your need, and he can save you. Amen. Jesus knows all about you. You ain't got to hide from him. Amen. He, he didn't save you because you were righteous or because you was brought up in a church home or because you knew the word. He saved you because he loved you. Amen. He saved you because he saw you for what, he, what you are Amen. And what he could do in your life. Amen. Powerful, isn't it? Amen. It's powerful to know that Jesus saw us in our mess, in, amen, and in our depreciative state. Amen. God didn't get no kudos. He didn't get, amen, no bonus. Amen. He didn't get, amen, any, amen, financial offers by saving us. He did it because he loved us. Amen. Hallelujah. And I thank God. And, amen, we're going to continue in Hebrews 4. Amen, our time is swiftly moving, but I think we're going to have to stop here. we got 10 more minutes, but this is a wonderful teaching. We're going to take this back up on next week, amen, and begin to teach more about the book of Hebrews, amen, until we teach this book out, because therein I think God has a message for his people. Paul says, let us therefore fear. You know, be all afraid. Hallelujah. Oh, not afraid because of what is happening. Not afraid because people are shooting and the accidents and the tragedies. It says, less a promise being left us, left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Let me read that again. He says, let us fear. Let us therefore fear. Lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. And man, I just read through some things as I read that scripture. That means to tell me when he saved me, amen, I'm already in heavenly places. Amen. Ephesians, amen, I think it's the second chapter. It says, amen, that we are sit together with him in heavenly places. Amen. So I ain't trying to get to heaven. I'm already there as long as I, amen, walk with God and do his will. Amen. The promise has already been left me. I'm not working for the promise. The promise has already been given me. The promise of eternal life. The promise of the redemption of my soul. When Jesus comes back into the midair, amen, he raptures the church. Amen. My name is already on the road. Hallelujah. And I ain't got to worry about if I'm going because he promised me. Amen. When he saved me, 
and filled me with the Holy Ghost that I've got a home in heaven. He said, I've already gone to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Amen. He told it to the disciples and he speaks it to us. He's already prepared the place. Your name is already on it. Your name is already in the book of life. If you're saved, amen, you don't have to worry about, amen, hallelujah, amen, making the rapture, amen, just live the life that he's called for because he's already made you a personal promise, amen. He said, lest the promise being left us and entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to lose out on what God has for me. I've had it too long. Amen. I know too much about my promise. I don't want to give my promise up, not just for the beggarly elements of this world, the temporary pleasures of this life, the things that are going to come and to go, the styles and the fashions that are going to pass. Many are, amen, selling out their souls, amen, just for a fashion or just for, amen, something that's going to burn out that's not even going to be counted as anything five years from now. Amen. I worked with a co-worker some time ago, and his father used to tell him, and I always referred to it, after 10 years, you'll never know the difference. <laughs> How many things you are tripping over that you were tripping over 10 years ago? Not much. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, you don't even remember it. Amen. But I'm so glad that Jesus, amen, he promised me eternal rest and an eternal salvation when I repented of my sins and was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I am yet, amen, going on unto perfection. Amen. The next verse says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Amen. As I said before earlier in my earlier statement, we can't just come to church to, to hear amen, or to listen to the Bible or to bring our Bibles and to read it. But we've got to mix the word that we receive with faith. That means put the word into action. We've got to put it into action, saints. We've got to put our feet on the ground and begin to do the things that God has called us to do, God has positioned us to do. We've got to take our place, amen, where God wants us to be, and we've got to do what God has called us for us to do. Amen. I think all this time I might have been sitting here. Amen. Hallelujah. With my camera in the wrong position. Amen. But I hope that you all at least listening. Amen. But I know I just saw it. I was wondering why my screen was blank. Amen. But I'm so sorry. Amen. But we're going to pick up next week on our broadcast. Amen. We're going to begin to study this word. We're going to begin to study this teaching. We're going to begin to live out the life that God has called us to live, and we're going to have the inspiration to do it because we have it in the word of God. It says, For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, <coughs> although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place on the seventh day on this wise, God did rest the seventh day from all of his works. And again in this place, if they shall enter into my rest, see therefore it remaineth that some must enter in therein. And they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. I'm here to tell you if you don't operate and mix this word with faith and you walk in unbelief, you won't get this rest. Amen. You won't be able to enter into the rest that God has promised for his people but you will come short of it. So it's, amen, 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 so important that we, as the people of God, get an understanding of what the word of God says and realize that the word of Hebrews means, the word Hebrew means better. God's got a better plan for your life. He has a better plan for you. Amen, he has a better plan for what he wants to do in your life. You don't have to stay in the position that you're in. All you've got to do if you're not there is to repent of your sin. Amen. Which means to turn around. Make a 180 degree turn in your life. Amen. And go toward heaven. Amen. Begin to do the things. Amen. That God has called you to do. God ain't like man. He ain't going to sit up and hang your past in your face. Amen. And keep on reminding you of what you've done. 
when God forgives you, he blots out your transgressions and handwritings of ordinance that was written against you, which were contrary to the law. And he takes them away and he nails them to his cross, buries them in the sea of forgetfulness and gives you a brand new start. Who wouldn't want a new start that needs one? Amen. I know that I amen. The Bible says, amen, that we ought to repent daily. Amen, because there's something we may be doing, some sin of omission, some sin of commission that we may be doing. Amen, and it may be something in your eyes that's not serious, but sin is a transgression of the law, and God hates sin, but he has given us a remedy to, amen, rid ourselves of faults and failures and sins of our life, and that is repentance. Amen. The Bible said he is faithful and just to forgive our sins, and to give us forgiveness of our sins, amen, and to begin to bless our lives. I'm so glad for this study today. I hope that you have, amen, thoroughly enjoyed the word of God and will meet me here next week, amen. We're going to continue in the study of God's word. It is so important that we study the word of God. It's so important that we get an understanding of what God is trying to say to us. And when we have an understanding of what God says to us, amen, it will help us to better, amen, digest and be able to see how we can apply the word of God in our life. But if you don't have a clear understanding of what God is, amen, commanding and what he's asking you to do, amen, it seems hard, amen, it seems far-fetched and you struggle with it. But when you understand God's will and when you understand that God loves you and he has a plan and a purpose for your life, Amen. You'll begin to get up from where you are. Amen. And make it to the man of God. Amen. I remember the Shunammite woman. She said, if I can make it to the man of God, it shall be well. He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead. And he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead, and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Again, I hope that something was said that will bless your life. Be encouraged. Walk with God. Serve him and seek him. And until we meet again, amen. This is the prayer and praise. Prayer, praise, and deliverance broadcast. We'll pray for you. We'll pray with you. And we, we pray God's choice blessing upon your life. God bless you in the name of the Lord. Learn from your mistakes, press forward, move forward, forget your yesterday and your mistakes, press forward, move forward, forget your Learn from your mistakes, press forward, move forward.
grow from your mistakes. Press forward. Move forward. Forget your. 